Well, hello, everyone. This is Debbie Happy Cohen, and this is another episode of the Sassy Southern Yankee. And um, this is season two, and we're at episode, um, I forgot the number of it. I think it's 24, and I'm here again with Michelle Stone. I, Debbie Happy Cohen, am the founder of joybaseliving.com. I've been a coach, a life coach and business coach for about 20 years, and I have a master's degree in counseling. We're talking about homeschooling, so these little things might be relevant, and um, worked with kids for a long time, and Michelle Stone is an artist and an art teacher and an art curator. And we have together, as soon as Corona started, we started getting together to offer support for parents and kids during this time of transition. We didn't know at first that we were going to be talking about homeschooling. We were talking more about how to uh, mitigate trauma and how to handle feelings and grief and emotions. And, um, and now we are kind of on the homeschooling bandwagon. Um, and it has everything to do with leadership, which, of course, has everything to do with business. If you have your own business, you're going to be able to apply these principles that we talk about today at work and at home. Um, if you want to find us and these podcasts real easily, um, just go to it, the, the title at joybaseliving.com. If you look at the menu item, Lioness. You'll find all of our blog posts, which include these podcasts, right inside of them. And if you go to the search bar at the very bottom of joybaseliving.com and you type in lioness, you'll see it right there. And um, I'm going to try to start including what episode number it is so that if you wanted to find the blog post that's related to this podcast very easily, you'll be able to just type in that number as well, like lioness, and then put the number next to it. And it should just come right up to make it search friendly. Because we are dealing with homeschooling, we do have resources, and we do want to provide those links for you really easily. So um, Michelle, you want to say hi before I jump into what we were going to talk about? <laughs> hi, everyone. How are you? Um it's another fantastic uh looking forward to another fantastic podcast i know that debbie and i have kind of talked a little bit beforehand just a touch base and and so you know these are such strange times just the the just the opportunities and i and i see a lot of people looking at it like opportunities opportunities for different things that are coming up um different ways to do things different meanings behind things and so uh, I know that like you said Debbie early on we we talked about trauma and in, in the first couple of podcasts we talked a lot about like the four different stages of trauma the you know being stuck and then in shock and then into heck no and then you know like heck no I don't want this and then into heck yes and so I don't know I feel like these last couple of podcasts we've really been like maintaining the heck yes like this is how we want to live this is how we want to step into everything and just you know and and have everybody Mm -hmm. 
yeah, just have everybody kind of step up with us and just, you know, lead them and show them, you know, where we are. And a lot of the time, our conversations and, and our conversations at, at Joy Based Living, JBL is what we call it, um, are just really on this leading edge. We kind of lean into what is new and what's possible. And, and at the time, we don't know what the possibilities are. And before you know it, we're like, stepping into stuff that nobody's even tried before so to where we are right now so thank you for joining us (laughs) yeah really you just helped me realize that we together you and I through these podcasts have been climbing that ladder of getting out of trauma together Mm -hmm. absolutely and and I didn't put those pieces together until now so from stuck to shocked to heck no to heck yes and we're now we have quickly entered the land of heck yes because we've been practicing healing old traumas of our own for the last couple of for the last couple years we've been looking into what that means what that looks like how to where are the resources how to help other people do the same so we've kind of like like we've been living it and I've, I think I've maybe taken for granted how well we're walking the paces and how well we have gotten to this place of heck yes together. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, and, and it doesn't really, it kind of escapes, escapes me as we were like in the middle of going from the shock to the heck no, and then starting to dabble into the heck yes. But yeah, it's really obvious to me, like the last probably four or five podcasts have really just been just um, basking in the heck yes. Do you know what I think? This is going to sound really crazy, but for those of you who are listening who can relate, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. And for those who can't relate, you're going to be like, oh, thank you, Debbie and Michelle, for being there. Um, is that I think that the practices we've been doing, which have been very, um, what do they call it? Internal, external, introvert, introverted, self-reflection, mm-hmm. self-awareness that we've been doing for like 20 years. Right. Um, oh, you and I. Yeah. That this period in our history, like we were born for these times. And the fact that we've spent the last three years in an online, intimate group setting sharing meaningful conversations and all the work it took us to figure out how to make that really work well for us. Mm-hmm. And now the world needs exactly what we have. Like I couldn't have ever imagined that in my wildest dreams. Yeah, You know, I was listening to one leader yesterday who teaches about meditation and stuff. And he was like, you know, if I knew it was going to take a virus to make all of you all sit still, I would have done it a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like you are in your power when you are at rest. Oh, absolutely. I have been a little bit lonely sometimes being the one watching everybody else run around like chickens with their heads cut off. Right. And here and there, giving me like snippets of their time to make some changes in their lives. And now they're like, wow, we can have full-bodied conversations. And those full-bodied conversations are taking us to places in three hours 
that would have taken us a year before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So if you hear excitement in my voice, I'm excited. (laughs) Children have needed parents' attention in this way for years. And I've been wanting that for 20 years. And you can read that in my first book, Reach Your Stars. I have a master's degree in marriage and family therapy. I'm keenly aware of what children and parents need for their greatest happiness. But we've been running so fast that we haven't had time for real self-reflection. And this kind of self-reflection is where we're going today. And the topic today is being the best leader that you can be for your homeschool. And these are going to be tricks and tips that you can use for your business as well. They're going to be imagination tools to help you soar. So, Michelle, is that okay if I like go into the poem that I was going to read? Absolutely. Go for it. Okay. It's really short. It's called Seeking Knowledge. And it's so short, it's almost just like a quick quote. There are those who seek knowledge for the sake of knowledge. That is curiosity. There are those who seek knowledge to be known by others. That is vanity. There are those who seek knowledge in order to serve. That is love. Mm. And this is written by Bernard of Clairvaux. I guess is how you pronounce his name. I'm posting the link to it in our blog post if you want to see it. And there's an owl at the top of the page. Uh, at the blog where this lives and so the last sentence was there are those who seek knowledge in order to serve that is love and at joy-based living love is our religion Mm. so we seek knowledge in order to serve and today's knowledge um is really about using the one faculty that we we're sure that humans have And we're pretty sure, I never say 100% sure because I don't understand the mysteries of the world, pretty sure that no animal has, and that is the use of our creative imagination, Mm. imagining what we want for our great-great-grandchildren. And I don't even have children, but I can use my imagination and feel excited about the great, great grandchildren that are gonna listen to this podcast 50, 100 years from now. And that excites me. Mm. And so uh, I posted something earlier today that I'm gonna refer to because I think you'll like it. And it's the question Which animal would you like to be as you phase into your new normal? Now, why did I jump into the word animal? Like, why did I just like throw that in there? What has that got to do with anything? Well, sometimes when we're facing a really hard task, it helps to use our imagination to see ourselves as something entirely different than what we think we are. So if I have to, let's say, run a race, and I'm not normally a runner, I might imagine myself 
to be like a winning horse, like secretariat. If I'm working with a very frazzled business owner, um, I have had one of my frazzled business owners choose a what's called an alter ego. And she chose um, L Woods from Legally Blonde, <laughs> walking the world. And, and so I always ask her, so who's your inner boss? Oh, it's L. And whenever she says it, she smiles. So the, there's a book that has just recently come out. The timing really couldn't have been more perfect. It's by Todd Herman. And it's a book called The Alter Ego Effect, The Power of Secret Identities to Transform Your Life. And then he wrote another book right after it. So I guess he'd been working on both at the same time. And it's, it's a children's book, which I recommend both of these for all of you children, depending on their ages. And this other book is called My Super Me, Finding the Courage for Tough Stuff. And you can even get it like on Kindle. So you can, it's got big pictures in it. And it's like, it's, it's like a, it feels like a Disney book that you can read in like less than 10 minutes. Um, and it's got great visuals in it, maybe less than five minutes. Anyway, it's an adorable, adorable book. And Michelle and I have been working together for like 20 years on and off. I've been coaching her in different ways and uh, for, you know, different transitions in her life. And um, I would give her a lot of resources for raising her son, who's now a teenager. Mm -hmm. and, and it's always been really fun hearing the changes that he's making or, you know, and, and the different things I might suggest for her and for him. And he never took to any of the suggestions that I offered for him through her. <clears throat> Up until recently, when I said, why don't you share with him the alter ego effect? And because it's about superheroes and stuff and like, see how that, see how he takes to it. So Michelle, I think I did a good transition there. I hope people get like where we're going, that this can really help every single person, children and adults with homeschooling and with leadership and building leadership mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. work. And with any other challenge that you might be facing, it's kind of like crossing over a bridge really stealthily into a new normal. And if you don't feel like I've led into it well enough, then please lead into it for me and then talk about your son. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think you've done a great job. Um, the, I think the thing that, that has impressed me the most about the alter ego is how it allows you to tap into a different side of your psyche, if you will. Would that yeah. be accurate, Debbie? Okay, yeah, so your yeah. psyche to where you can step up in a way that you've never been able to step up. And so when my son and I started reading this book, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, he plays a sport, he goes to school, and he's got all this, you know, teenage life happening and I mean he resonated with it usually like as Debbie mentioned you know he's he's looking at these books and these resources like no I don't think so <laughs> kind of like her book no I don't think so um but this one 
he was able to like resonate with it where because it does have the superheroes and of course you know we watch all the the from what transformers when he was a kid all the way up till now and the um the avengers and all of that and and then just resonating with uh, playing sports he has you know daily conversations with his friends friends who are his age and you know coaches and whatnot who are readily into sports and have just you know incredible knowledge about different um athletes around the world and so he's been able to tap into a side of him that's helped him up his game in in soccer and then also resonates uh you know through school and in different areas and and and, and, i mean you know and he's already a a great student and a great soccer player but this has just kind of helped him add that different edge to it so when he and i were talking about it today about the alter ego book by todd herman i asked him i was like if if you could give me just a couple of key words what do you think those words would be and he was like huh hope and help i said really I said, how, what, what do you mean, Hopi? He's like, well, you know, the, this book has helped me, like, recognize who I could tap into and who, you know, like, what the, the um, professional athletes that I could, and I'm totally paraphrasing, this is not how he talks, <laughs> um, but, you know, which athletes I could, I could look at for, um, I don't want to say emulate, but to, you know, to, to watch them and, and watch how they deal with things and watch how they, they step it up. And then, you know, as far as the hope goes to, um to, to have hope that he has the ability to do it, that it's within him to find it and, and to tap into that side. So it, and, and it's just been a, a beautiful resource for him. And so I encourage and you know what? I think Todd Herman actually talks about this at the very beginning of the book. And Debbie, help me if I'm if, if, if remember this age. I think this kid was like ten or twelve. Who was yes, in yes, Philly? Yes, 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 yes. He yes, was I in D.C. Right? Didn't he live in D.C.? Yeah, and it was then, like five hour train ride or something going he, to New York. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, he got up at like four a.m. so he could take the train. Because he wanted ride. to meet Todd Herman. Right. And he wanted to go to the gym. And so he met him and everybody. And then, you know, people were walking by and, and, and talking to him about stuff. But Todd was like, okay, wait, does your grandmother know where you are? Right. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, she, yeah. and she didn't. And he no. made her call her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or so, made him call her. Yeah. <laughs> so there are kids as young as, you know, younger than my son who are tapping into this kind of knowledge and it's helping them. And so, um, I just recommend, and and you know what, it's a book that you can read, maybe like incorporate it into like the reading component. Um, You could, we have it on Audible, so we just sit there and we listen to it for like 15 minutes a day. You were like listening to it like a bedtime book with him. Yeah, yeah, it's a bedtime book for us. So 15 minutes a day, so it's fresh in his psyche when he goes to sleep. And then we talk about it, you know, throughout, it's not like something that, oh my gosh, we have to have a conversation about it afterward. It's something that, you know, I let him sleep on it. It goes into his dreams. So that goes into his subconscious. 
mm-hmm. and then it just kind of works you know very very um I don't want to say softly but very easily into his psyche and you know then we just talk about it the next day so how do you think that at the end of the day at the end of the school day how do you think that this is improved or how do you think that this is applied or you know that kind of thing so Mm -hmm. it's um it's it's really helped and so I do absolutely recommend it I I was going to offer an example of how I saw someone change like immediately um after applying this with her okay but before I do that, I wanted to know if, without any pressure for you to answer, because we didn't talk about this before, I'm just curious right now, like, have you noticed any changes in your son, besides the fact that he's actually interested in a personal development book? Have, right. have, you, have you noticed any changes in his showing up better, in, his, in the quality of his showing up in any area of his life as a result of um, taking on different alter egos in his imagination? Um, he is definitely more engaged in the things, like, like for example, he likes to cook. And so... Um, He's, he's spending more time cooking, spending more time, like, actually researching what he wants to do as far as, oh, well, mom, I want to make, you know, creme brulee. Okay, well, what kind of creme brulee? So he goes to the book, you know, he, I got him a, a whole creme brulee set um, two Christmases ago. So he goes to the book and he's like, literally goes through the entire book and thinks about okay so you know what am I going to have here what am I going to have there and so came to me last week and said mom I want to make this creme brulee which we've made before but then and you know which is like the very first one in the very first page so that's of course easy but you know went through the entire book went through the the um the cabinet of what we have and said okay I want to make this type of creme brulee so you know like taking that extra initiative that extra step I do know. So he, so he was taking, he started taking more initiative. Absolutely. Yes. And so in school, he also started taking more responsibility and more initiative in, in his studies and being more proactive um, in, you know, following through on his homework and that type of thing. So it, it, it's, I don't great. know. I don't know what parent, unless they have like a real straight A goody goody wouldn't want their kids to take more initiative and more responsibility. Uh, I, yes. I think every parent I know wants their child to take more responsibility. Right? Unless, of course, you know, like they're little, little, but even them, you know, and yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think that's awesome. I think I, I, I like hearing you say that about, about him and about, that kind of change like to me that's monumental and I think that for you uh, oftentimes when people have their own personal changes because they are the one actually changing they don't realize how dramatic the change is right but because I have emotional distance and I have um physical distance you know you're you're sharing this now and this is fresh news for me as far Mm. as that transformation right like 
that's huge. Like that's that it, maybe it's not 180 degrees, but it is definitely more than 90. Oh yeah. It's like it's significant a for him. Change. It's a significant change. It, it absolutely is. And, and the thing that I think is, is really important to notice in, in this type of stuff mm-hmm. is that that 15 minutes a day, because I know that there are some people who are like, oh, well, let's read, you know, a full chapter. Let's read all of this. And, and, and you know, sometimes people want immediate change. No, no, no. This, this is one of those things where you can do the 15 minutes a day or you can read mm-hmm. just a couple of pages and, and the stories. Because Todd, uh, Todd is a, a great storyteller. So Todd he, Herman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's, Todd he Herman. is. He is a wonderful storyteller. And so it's the stories that, that the kids can relate to, that, that we can relate to, that I can relate to. And it's easy for my son to relate to. And so, and it's funny because he, um, Todd Herman is also one of those where, who's, um, he talks about how the confidentiality. And so he's writing this book. And he, you know, he changes the sports and he changes the name of the person. Right. Because he's working with like Olympic champions and with like multi-million dollar CEO kind of people. And so, yeah, he always keeps his people anonymous to, right. keep, to preserve the trust between in, in his relationships with them, mm-hmm. which is his most important. Uh, Commodity. You know, well, yeah. That's the most important thing in his world. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's what I find funny between my son and I is that we're like, well, I wonder who this is. I wonder if this is the right sport. Or if this oh, is the right... and so you're that... trying to figure out who he's really talking about. <laughs> I bet everybody does that. I was doing that too. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it, it turns it almost to like a little game where it's kind of fun. Like, oh, I wonder if it's this person. Hey, have you heard of that person? I wonder if it could be this, you know. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so, yeah. So it's, there's, there's like a fun element to it as well. That is totally adorable. Yeah. That's it. So, so. So we do, we are totally promoting here, like Todd Herman's books. And I want to share his other book called My Super Me, Finding the Courage for Tough Stuff. I know I I mentioned it in the beginning, but now in this context, now that you've heard what Michelle had to say, oh, I was going to share the other story about my friend um, who wore an alter ego for a hard assignment. Um, But yeah, check out My Super Me for really little kids. But I'm somebody who's an adult who still loves children's books. And I love the My Super Me book. Um, We are going through a challenging time. And sometimes just being able to read something in five minutes for a quick uplift, even as an adult, can really be helpful. Um, I also want to share that... uh, Wait, I'm feeling a little bit hesitant right now. Michelle, were you at a place where I could do all this? Or like, did you want to say something else? No, I'm good. Go ahead. Oh, you're good. Okay, yeah. okay. Double, just double checking. Over communicating is a communication <laughs> skill. So a few years ago, I wrote a bunch of fairy tales to where characters overcame challenges. And they weren't so much about morality as they were about like inner transformation and friendship and one of them is called baby lighthouse grows up and it's about being a light for others and i think any of us who are going through this transition 
from a place of wanting to shape the world as we want it to be and to be the best we can be, we are leaders. And Baby Lighthouse Grows Up is about becoming a leader. Um, so instead of just posting that one fairy tale, I'm just going to post the the collection of fairy tales, the link to it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just all so cute. One of them is called Samantha the Sleepy Girl. Another one is Charlie the Enchanted Sea Turtle. And some of them are about really bad schooling practices and how the kids get mad at the teacher. Um, so you might want to watch out if you're like a bad homeschooling teacher. Um, one of them is called Stella the Bluebird Sets Her Voice Free. They're just so adorable. And I think that these characters can be used as alter egos. If you're looking for examples, there's one called Stuart and Sammy, two turtles who love, love, love to read. <laughs> and, and it's just so endearing. And then there's one if you have like a, a, you know, a teenager who just is having like a teenage girl who's having boy problems. There's one I wrote called um, Not Enough Princes, Too Many Frogs. And and the one I wrote about called All for Inca about um, about a little a little girl in an Alaskan village who gets um, winter fever, which is like what do they call that? Sad, where where from being in winter for too long, she got depressed. Right, right, like a winter um, depression kind of thing. like a winter depression, and how the whole village comes in to help her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm looking at these titles and I'm like falling in love with them all over again. Mm. Uh, one of them is called The Classroom Adventures of Valina the Butterfly. She gets really <laughs> mad at her teacher. She's like, I don't think so. Um, and then one of them is called Desiree's Balloon Gang and it's about ending bullying. Oh, wow. And there's one called Jonah the Traveling Turkey and um, it's about not making fun of kids who are fat. Oh, nice. Good stuff. Um, okay. Oh, it's it's just, and then there's Lila the lemur. I I can't. So anyway, you'll see in this blog post at uh, at joybaseliving.com um, for podcast number twenty four. You'll see the links to all of these. It the collection is called Get Fairy Tales, and the artist for all of the covers for the fairy tales is Vito Acosta, who is, her name is Vito, and she is a dear friend that I met online at a class called Feminine Power, and um, we collaborated, and uh, it was one of the most fun projects of my whole life. So we together hope that you enjoy uh, going and listening to those fairy tales. And you can listen to them for free once or twice. Uh, I, th- I think twice. And then you have to buy them after that. So they're just so adorable. I just fell in love again, Michelle. <laughs> of course um, you did. And, and my favorite one is still the very first one that I did, which was a garden snail named Grape. Like it's about family and about being together as a family. Um, so I'm all mushy now. Help me. Um, so <laughs> I've gotten completely derailed and unfocused. Um, so we were just talking about finding an alter ego. I imagine that when we're as a culture 
looking for a new normal and creating a new normal and sculpting a new normal, we're kind of crossing over a bridge. And sometimes for some people, the bridge is like a log. Like, oh my gosh, this is a scary little bridge. For some people, it feels like a larger bridge, but I don't think anybody really who knows about the corona stuff feels entirely secure about humanity getting across safely because of how contagious it is. Right. And so we're all like, okay, everybody stay at home so we can flatten the curve. I mean, flatten the, the curve has become a new global understanding of what that means. <laughs> So, uh, you know, so when I imagine us crossing over this bridge, um, so some of the alter egos I use, like, like, I love the Pink Panther because he is so cool. And so I imagine the Pink Panther crossing the bridge or sometimes I imagine like being Felix the cat. Felix the cat would cross the bridge with like a shortcut in a heartbeat mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and then some so I don't always feel like Felix the cat because I don't see a shortcut around this so then in the video that I that I posted that someone else took about all these animals crossing over this bridge it was such a cool video um uh one of the animals that crossed over this log was a um was a big bear And you're like, how is this bear going to cross over this log? And he like, or she just lumbered right across. And, and it kind of looked lumbering. It kind of looked awkward, but there was a total sense of security and ease. Like you Mm -hmm. never saw, you never saw the bear like flinch once over like, oh my God, I might not get across it. Like, like it was, so when I feel the embodiment of like, being that bear in my imagination, it helps me cross over this bridge into the new normal. So for right now, in this moment, I'm choosing the bridge as my, I'm choosing the bear, the big lumbering bear as my alter ego for crossing the bridge into the new normal. Yeah. And then I promised I was going to share the story about my friend who she was really struggling with um, posting on social media. And um, so I asked her, cause she's very like, she's got like really cool, silly things around her house and stuff. And like, even in her dining room, there's like sculptures, small, like, like four inch, five inch by five inch sculptures of fa- faces of like people sticking their tongues out and stuff like that. And they're all white. So you have to just look at the shape of it. Right. And, and you get close and you're like, nah, and there's like this sculptor, like sticking this tongue out at you. <laughs> and, and um, cause I was trying to like help nudge her to go and share um, on social media that was very new for her because I knew she'd get popular there. And um, she was really scared of doing it. It was very new. It was very weird. And I said, I asked her, who picked out that artwork that's in your dining room? And how old was she? And, you know, the the little girl on the inside, like, who picked out that artwork in you, my dear friend, who is an adult? Who in you picked that out? And And she knows about alter egos and she's very creative and stuff. And without missing a beat, she goes, Pippi Longstocking. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's really cool. 
so um she goes like the next day she's posted like five videos and they are fun and funny and she's got like all these characters and like it it was like the transformation I said what did you learn she said I learned that not to show up at TikTok as an adult yes so she started showing up at TikTok as a child as Pippi Longstocking right and her TikToks are hysterical oh they're awesome they're totally awesome oh yeah Right. So, and then someone else did like a similar thing. And then all of a sudden the next day she got more hits on her next video at YouTube than she had ever gotten before. And, and so it's like, these are real life results. Right. And we're talking about parenting and we're talking about children. Uh, We're talking about business because in both of those, you're leading people to new ways of being. You're leading people toward a vision that you have for them. And then you're teaching them to be leaders. If you're a good leader, that's what you're teaching them. You're teaching them to be really good leaders so they can pass on the ideas to the next people around them and they can be a positive ripple to others. So like for sometimes, sometimes I have a hard time like with certain pieces of writing and um, because I can blog like nobody's business and people are like, oh my God, where are you getting these blog posts? They just pour out of me. But then- In other instances, if I'm like writing, let's say an email to somebody I haven't talked to in a long time or something like that, I was really struggling with that. So I started imagining myself to be like Laura Ingalls Wilder. Mm. And she would write these letters to her family and she was a school teacher and she would always be so heartful. And she married this really sweet man. I don't remember if she had kids. I think she did. But I mean... She was just, you know, she she was just heartfully writing to people that she loved. And then that helped me loosen up my grip of resistance when it comes to writing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this, this alter ego book is just so helpful in so many ways like it opens up before we started reading it it it, you know it was like okay so we're we're moving forward and we're trying to have this open mind and um you know trying to come up with different ideas but as soon as we started reading this the the you know the alter ego book it was like wait a minute we're trying to go in one direction move forward and and like not pay attention to the walls on the sides of us right and now it's like all these different doors like we came to this this corridor I don't know this is like our our hallway suddenly opened up into now we've got all these different doors and it's like what direction do we oh so this door is pink and we've got Pippi Longstocking over here this door is is like this Gordon. Michelle, yeah. Michelle, I'm I'm about to scream right now. Okay. You and I are having a serendipity moment that I can't even begin. Like I'm gonna say this out loud. I'm just like I'm sitting here actually in shock. Why? Because you know, sometimes during our podcasts, podcasts, I am also like interfacing with the blog posts. Right. Right. Like I'm, I'm working on the blog post at the same time and I'm listening to you and I'm going with what you're saying. And 
I'm, I'm like writing some of the things that you've talked about, or I've talked about Mm -hmm. like in real time. Right. Right. So I went to the page of get fairy tales (laughs) with, with me and that, that me and Vito did that has the collection of fairy tales. Right. And at the same time that I was there and you didn't know that I was there. Right. You started, so I was like, what am I going to pick from this page that I can like reproduce onto our <laughs> blog post? Okay. Okay. So you started saying, you started saying the word door and I'm staring at the door on this, on this get fairy tales page. And then and this is when I had to interrupt you, cause this is when I was going to scream. And then you said the pink door (laughs) and I'm staring at a pink door and I'm like, don't cuss, don't cuss. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so to all of our audience listeners out there, this is the language of well-being and intuition and leadership and and flowing through life magically that is a regular part of my life and our lives mind you it doesn't always happen this obviously in real time so when it does and it's being recorded I'm going a little nuts out of happiness right now. That's incredible. So you will see the Get Fairy Tales pink door at episode number 24, which is found at joybaseliving.com. Just go to the lioness search bar and just go lioness and then episode 24. Okay, I'm done being in shock. I shouldn't be in shock. I mean, this is what, like, but the I don't know third why. time, time today? There's like a serendipity. There's like, I th- why do I still feel shock about serendipities and synchronicities? Do you? Uh, do you feel shocked when they happen? I, you know, with you, because they're <laughs> happening more and more often, I'm just stepping into it going, yep, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Like, like earlier, when you, before our call, when we were talking about different things and you brought up the bear and I was at, able to go there with you. And initially I thought it was a male bear. And then you were like, no, it's a female bear. And so then I switched over the energy and then I asked you, you know, what does that bear smell like? And then we kind of went to that bear together. It's, yeah. it, it's like this connection that we have and that when you're in this kind of alignment in this kind of like purposeful engagement with someone else those serendipities and synchronicities are going to happen they've got to you know i really like that phrase what purposeful engagement that's exactly what we're doing i never heard it i usually call it meaningful conversations but I'm going to use that again. In fact, I never liked exercising and, and the, the thing there is PE, purposeful engagement. Oh, that's like phys ed PE, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. I was the kid, like standing in the middle of the soccer field, getting yelled at by the PE teacher because <laughs> I refused to get hit by the ball. Right, right. Um, you know, so, but the word purposeful engagement, that phrase, Michelle, mm-hmm. 
that's that's just such a brilliant beautiful description of what this is thank you no thank you i mean because we live inside of language and what we're doing here is we are offering up our leadership within the context of a world that doesn't know exactly where it's going right now right so how do you navigate people how do you lead people when you don't know exactly where you're going well i have a lot of practice being in business for many years i have a lot of practice coaching people for many years um but most people are not used to navigating roads that aren't well paved i'm a trailblazer we at joy based living are trailblazers mm-hmm. and maybe what we're teaching right now i mean i was a trailblazer from the day i was born as a girl into a very masculine, misogynistic, patriarchal family. And I was born in New York and they were from Iraq and Israel and a very tight knit Jewish family that some people might call like kind of cult-like. Right, right. And, you know, and I was born in Brooklyn, New York as the Statue of Liberty. Well, if anybody needed a power fairy tale, it was me. And I live the power fairy tale as my life. Right. And, and I, it never occurred to me that I would be, I, I knew that I would, I knew that I was always blazing trails for other people, but it never occurred to me that I would teach people to trailblaze. Most people haven't needed to trailblaze. Most people would rather follow, right. which is okay. You know, like we all need to have leadership in different areas and be followers. I'm not, I'm not right, leading right. everything. You know, there I like, I follow people like Todd Herman and I go, oh my gosh, he just took my whole coaching experience <laughs> to the next level. My, mm-hmm. my whole coaching ability, because I was already giving people alter egos, but I wasn't calling them that. And I wasn't using it to the boiling point of capacity the way that I am now. And now we're using it as a group. So it changed me. So I do follow as well, but we're talking about leadership at its finest and best. And what happened right now with Get Fairy Tales is we're talking about the serendipities that happen within leadership. We're talking about intuition and listening and following. And I know, Michelle, that I totally interrupted you because of the pink door. And I don't even like, I'm just so blown away. And I don't know if you want to finish that thought as we come to a close. No, um, it was... For this podcast it was, it was just the kind of the flow of of the opportunity and how the alter yes. ego um in in my personal psyche because I, I, initially when we started talking about it, it and you challenged me you were like who would be your alter ego and you know i'm an artist i'm a curator um i'm a, a an inst- art instructor so i you know and, and when it comes to art, I can go any direction from, uh, I started off as, as real young as um, painting oils, even before art school. And, and then I moved into acrylics and now I'm into mixed media. And But I also love to weld and I love to make jewelry and do clay and, um, and solder. And so I yeah. go a lot of different directions. And so when it came to the alter ego, it was like, who could possibly be your alter ego? So the first one was, 
um, Yoko Ono. Uh, yeah, and so I was like, okay, I really resonate with Yoko Ono. I really believe, like the you know the peace movement and all of that. And then, and then something kept coming up with um, back to serendipities uh, with Celine Dion, and I remember years ago it was like in the 90s when she came out with a French album and I was on the other coast of Florida and I was in some shop I was like oh my gosh I love this music who is this they said oh that's Celine Dion so I went out and I bought the cassette (laughs) the cassette um then and so Celine Dion kept coming up recently and so I was like okay fine so then you and I had a coaching session not too long ago no, it was a group call with all of us. And you're like, okay, so if you had an animal, what would that be? I was like, well, I'm a Leo as far as like when I was born in the time of year. So, and I've always resonated with the lions and the lionesses. And so that mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. why a, a large part of why this podcast with me in particular, with you and I t- working together um, collaborating and having purposeful engagement <laughs> um, is is that the key word is lioness. Yeah. Right, that whole your alter ego is what created our keyword for this whole series, which was lioness. Yeah, because because when we when it came to this series, we realized that um, a lot of moms would yeah, probably yeah. listen to this. And so then we were like, oh, so we borrowed your alter ego right. for our audience. Yep. Yeah, Isn't absolutely. But, you know, it's something that I think a lot of people can resonate with and so many different levels. So why not? You know, I, I just think it was. Yeah. But anyway, I went off on that tangent about the alter ego because I just want people to understand that, you know, it can work for kids. It can work for adults. It can work for and any person out there who wants to, you know, like take that extra step, like get past that, that, that smoke screen of, of fear, of reluctance, of self-sabotage, you know, whatever that looks like for them, that they can, if, if they just kind of step into outside of themselves and into something else that really resonates with them, they can, they can move forward with it. So Right. Even, even the, um, maybe sometimes I know for some people, it doesn't Mm -hmm. always feel like fear. Sometimes it feels like, well, I just don't know what to do. And so even that sense of not knowing can be addressed with an alter ego. So you could even ask yourself, well, if I were to know, right. Well, then what would I know? Who would know? Right. Which part of me would know? So, like, you know, who knows everything? Like, to me, in my inner sure. imagination world, is either Mary Poppins or Dumbledore. Yes, Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. And Mary, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so whatever, like, all-knowing figure, you know, I mean, Mary Poppins knows everything. She knows what the kids are thinking. She knows what the parents are thinking. She knows, she knows where to get every <laughs> single resource possible. She knows how to clean a room right. by blinking her eyes. Like, you just, it, it, it's, it's a little bit absurd and ridiculous 
but it's the absurdity and ridiculousness that allows our human imagination to do things like being the first person to run a four minute race or doing the impossible. And if you think about this at the level of communication with your own very cells, when you imagine your cells feeling happy and well and strong and running and feeling great, you actually boost your immune system through your imagination. So now we're not just talking about leadership and parenting. We're talking about your mm-hmm, immune system mm-hmm. and your health. And I, I'm just, I'm just so tickled, Michelle. I feel like, I believe that whenever we do something from our hearts, it's because other people's hearts are calling for that solution. Yeah. And when that ju- that thing just happened today mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the pink door, it was like this validation from the external that we are listening to the truth of our hearts and the people that we are meant to serve are being served by yes. us in ways that we can't even begin to imagine right now. Yeah, because we're not there. I mean, we're not, clearly we're not all knowing. And so, but to have these kind of serendipities to where, I mean, I had no way of knowing and people on the other end were listening to us. And so they're like, wow, this actually happened right here, right now. Just, yeah, it's. Yeah. And I, and I'm hoping that by like sharing so openly and candidly, like here's what's going on that when you our audience member listens to that story then the next time you have a hunch about something, you are more confident about following through yes. on your intuition. And, and that could mean, you know, taking a left instead of a right the next time mm-hmm. you drive mm-hmm. down the road. Or it can mean, hey, we're all skipping school today and we're all going to make, uh, you know, uh, fried <laughs> Oreos for breakfast. I, I mean, it can be the most absurd or it can be, hey, we've got to get on the stick today because right. Mama Bear said so. So it's not just about like being rebellious. It's about listening to your intuition because I think if I had one authority figure in my life, in my world, it would be the clarity of my intuition. And I think that's the one thing that's helped me the most as a coach, especially because I've worked with people on the phone for a long time, that when my belly tells me something once, twice, three times, that's it. And and that level of confidence, I think, is a confidence that's not dependent on what anybody else thinks about me. And I think it's the kind of confidence that every good parent wants their children to have. Yes. But how can they have that? How can they have that best? They can have that best if they watch us doing that. And then we tell them what we're doing. 
right? Because how else are we going to teach them? And so we teach by storytelling and we teach by doing things and making experiments and making mistakes and, you know, and sharing how yeah. that went. Yeah. And then they get um, to witness it. And then they get to, yeah, then they get to win too. And then they get to learn the word intuition. They get to learn to trust themselves, which really, if you're a really good parent, you want your kids to trust themselves even more than they trust you. And I think this whole Corona thing really brings that to light. Cause then it's like, well, you know, if something happens to me, I want my kids to stay Absolutely. Strong. Because here's the thing is that the ultimate goal of being a parent is raising your child to where when they get 18, that they can, you know, that they're, and as they continue, you know, get closer, that they can make those decisions on their own. So when they get to college, that, you know, and they're out there on your own and you're not there holding their hand anymore, that they can make the decisions that are best for them, that kind of guide them in the direction that helps them be the best person they can possibly be and to fulfill their, their meaning and their purpose mm-hmm. in life. Well, you know, I agree with everything that you said, yeah. except for one thing. Everything that you said, I would want for my child by okay. age 13. Like, like, I think it's already available to them. Some people, some kids oh, yeah. have it at age seven. Like, like the sooner you can, like my grandfather, when he was a young child, because, um, because of circumstances in his life, when he was five years old, he had to start working for the whole family. Five? At the age of five. And by the time he was a teenager, he was married. And so he never went to school, but he ended up purchasing really uh, property in the middle of Jerusalem when it costed nothing. And then he helped to create Israel and build Israel in the 19, after the Holocaust, when the Jewish people needed a home that would be safe, like a safe zone. So that was my grandfather's history. And he was five. And then he and my grandmother um, and their kids, my mom and her brothers moved to New York and my mom and her brothers um, sailed on a ship across the Atlantic to get here. And then they went to the high school where Mr. Uh, where Welcome Back Cotter was filmed. Wow. Okay. But this, that, so my grandfather didn't have a high school education. I think a high school education right, would have gotten right. in his way. So he was a force to be reckoned with. And he is um, sometimes, sometimes, he was too patriarchal and a I don't know if he was misogynistic because he did believe in women, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't, yeah. I can't really judge him right now. Yeah, He's yeah, been yeah. gone for a long time. Um, but in some ways I really take him on as an mm. alter ego because he could do anything and he didn't care what anybody thought. Like he tried taking a painting class one time and it didn't even work because he wouldn't li- listen to the teacher. We have 45 <laughs> seconds left in this podcast. I am Debbie Happy Cohen. <laughs> I am with the great Michelle Stone and you can reach us at joybaseliving.com. Check out the keyword lioness. And this is episode 24. Thank you for being with us. We love you and we wish you the very best. Let us know your questions, comments, and yes, we are ma'am. Here for we you, certainly right? are. Anytime.